Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Hope you are very well this morning. Rachel Paris is my guest. Here I am. There she is. <laughs> God love her. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. Uh, Thanks we... for making me a cup of tea. Well, I didn't, but no. I'm glad you're tucking into <laughs> it. But I have people who do that. I don't do my yeah, own cups of tea big, anymore. Yeah, you're quite a big deal now, aren't you? I don't do my... Even at home, I'm like, I get my kids to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one good yeah. thing about having kids. Well, it only just happened, actually. Oh, and it happened without my knowledge. I was in bed. Um, it was a, it was you know, a, a morning in the week, and I was sort of really tired. I had the show the night before, and then all my kids came in. Well, four of my kids came in, and they had this cup of tea. Oh. And they were like, "We made you a cup of tea." Oh, like, did they all make it together? Oh, it was so cute. I mean, it was disgusting, but it was so cute. <laughs> 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 no, it was actually all right. I yeah. love the idea of all of them like touching the cup of tea, like some kind of weird holy grail. <laughs> yes, I will do. I will do tea bag. You do milk, master. <laughs> we have used the semi skimmed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's uh, it's really lovely to see you because I I first saw you. A long time ago. It I feel was, a little bit like one of those people who's like saw a band before they were a, a big You did. A big you hit. saw me in my first ever Edinburgh show, which was in 2013. It was, and yeah. bless you, you sent me, because it was on the Free Fringe. It was on so the Free Fringe, which if, if you don't know what the Free Fringe is, essentially there's the Edinburgh Festival, which you know is a huge, huge deal. And then there's lots of people who go up and put shows on uh, and they charge you, you know, 10 15, 20 quid, whatever it is. Yeah. And then there's this new, well, I say new, it's been going for about sort of... Compared to the fringes, maybe. I guess it's sort of in the last sort of eight years or something, yeah, ten years, yeah. uh, which is for, I guess, newer acts or people who don't feel quite being able to charge any money for their show. And you go to the show and uh, then after the show, like a little bucket goes around, yeah, essentially. Yeah, you ask for, like um, performers on the street, you know, you ask for yeah. donations. Uh, I bet some of those shows make more than the... The, oh my, the, the, the you, you wouldn't shows. believe me. You wouldn't believe that year. That year was yeah. the only year I've ever made a profit. <laughs> <laughs> it, was fringe. Fringe. it was the free fringe. It was the free fringe. Yeah, I bet. I don't think I've ever made any money at the Edinburgh Festival. No, never. But that year I did. Um, and, yeah. so, and I saw you. So I saw you at that doing your show. I'd heard. You know, I'd heard that this was the show to go and see. Yeah, like you sent was... me a Facebook message just going, "Could you reserve me a seat because I can't, I won't be able to get in." Yes. Um... <laughs> I was like, "Could you reserve me a seat?" And you were like, "That's not how the free fringe works." And I was just like, turn up. I was like, uh, "Yes, Jason Manford, I will reserve you a seat for my free little show." Um, and you were so nice. You were so supportive. It was just a great show. Yeah. It was so funny. Thank so you. funny. And uh, me and my uh, partner at the time were just just thought it was fantastic and we knew we were going to be a big then yeah. but crikey it's gone well we'll talk about the mass report and all the other things that you've been getting up to uh, very shortly thank you please yeah, edit happy. out that thank you at the end <laughs> it's really creepy <laughs> thank you thank you I liked it I'm going to keep it oh no can you send it as me a, like, no. a, a ringtone thank you <laughs> what that was a bit thank long you. that one but we can <laughs> 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 yes, every time. Have you ever had that happen? Like, like things like that, like that come out your mouth, and you're like, "What?" And yesterday, I had, I had a meeting with like um, a TV person and my agent, mm. and um, 
you know, when you're just a bit flustered walking into the room and I was like, oh, hello, so nice to meet you. And then I shook my angel's hand. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I did almost exactly the same thing about two weeks ago. I was, again, I had a meeting. I was meeting somebody and um, it was me, my my sort of friend Chris, who's also a producer, yeah. and it was his boss and, and somebody else who does sort of scripted comedies. And I, as I was leaving, I was leaving, but I was actually leaving with Chris. Chris was coming with me. Right. And I shook his boss's hand his, and then shook his hand. He was like, I'm coming with you. I was like, yeah, I know. Just, you know, it's just nice at the end of a meeting just to all go, that's the end, isn't it? You know, and now we're friends again. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. I find greetings so difficult. Awkward. So awkward. I think it's the North-South divide. Yes. And I'm not even from the North, but I'm from the Midlands. Well, you're from the North. Makes it harder. If you're from London, you're the, you're yeah. the North, aren't you? Well, um, yeah, being from Leicester. It's funny you mentioned Leicester Jongler. I know. I think you're right not to mention credits, because I think Leicester's got... Leicester and I think the East Midlands are quite sort of... They don't really like showing off. Right. They don't like show offs. They're like, yeah. well, it's funny or he's not. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if you've been on Seinfeld once. Yeah, exactly. yeah of course. <laughs> but Honest the greetings people. thing I find so awkward. I remember the first time my dad met my first ever boyfriend. Mm. Um, and <laughs> uh, that my boyfriend uh, at the time was uh, quite sort of... Quite posh. And um, went in for like... A How posh? Like... Like level... Like McIntyre, Michael McIntyre like posh. posh. No, Jack no. White or posh. He didn't sound posh, but oh, okay. he was from posh family. Oh, got you, got you. Um, so he... What did he get? He went for... Um, I think I'd warned him to go for a handshake. Right. Um, and if, if, you know, he was the kind of person who might have gone for a kiss on the cheek or oh, something like that. okay. Uh, or two. My da- or two. Don't even get me started on two. Whoa. And my dad <laughs> went for a bear hug. Oh, wow. And they ended up sort of accidentally sort of just smashing their the faces lips. together. <laughs> And I was like, this isn't what I am This is awkward. Really awkward. Yeah, my biggest thing is, um, because obviously now you get to a point where, you you know, you've met people before and you don't, I don't remember, I'm terrible at that. So I, someone gave me a little tip, this, is what, this works. I always say, nice to see you. I, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. Nice <laughs> to see you. Covers yeah, nice everything. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you for the first time. Yeah. It could be anything. I tell you what, though, you have to be careful because oh, some no. people, and they have, to, they have to really want to like stir it up, it up yeah, if yeah. they say this but I have had someone say to me when I've said nice to see you again they've gone we've never met before oh. <laughs> and I was like alright you could have just let me have just that just blag it yeah just blag it just be like well yeah. we're never going to see each other again yeah. how about that <laughs> Like them onions. I was like, don't call me on it. <laughs> Look, we're, all tr- we're all just trying our best here, yeah, aren't It's just we? life, mate. We're trying to get through it. Yeah. Jog on. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. We're not live this week. Uh, I'm in New York City. Oh, is that why we're doing it? That's this? why we're doing it, Rach, yeah. Why are you I'm going, going to, to New York? York? I'm going to watch Steve Martin and Martin Short on Broadway. Wow. Yeah, I've sort of, I don't really, when it comes to presents and stuff, my wife bought me the, the tickets and the flights, and uh, when it comes to um, presents, I don't really ask for anything. I don't really like anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. got stuff. I'm also, you know, like a lot of people get to our age, you sort of go, well, I'll just get it myself. Like, you know, I don't really need presents. So she really has to think out of the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do it. And we and we got friends over there anyway. We've got friends in New York to go and see. So it works out. But um, I've got to say, it's not worked out the last couple of times, uh, <laughs> New York, because the last two gifts my uh, wife has given, I haven't mentioned this on the radio before, to be fair, but, but the I last two it. gifts that she got me yeah. that were both 
New York trips. One was about six years ago, and that was to see Bill Cosby live. Oh, wow. And about three years later, we went to see Louis C.K. live. Oh, so I'm waiting oh, for a phone call from Steve Martin's agent going, can you just not come? you got bad juju. I don't know what it is with you. So, um, yeah. So, so, oh, God. So, yeah. I'm just sitting wondering what it will be this time. So, no, looking forward to that. Norwegian that Air. A crikey. Oh, Norwegian Air to New York? That's how, that's how, that's how you go with. God, they branch out. I know that they do it on the on the cheap. I don't know what the actual oh, they? yeah they're the fancy cheap flights at the moment. I'm not advertising, by the way. <laughs> just, <laughs> you do what you need to do. Quite a lot like you're sponsored by Norwegian Air. All I'm saying is, if uh, if you want to go today, go Norwegian Air. It's <laughs> 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 that their slogan. I've made that one. Uh, so that's what I'll be doing. I'll be in New York, and then nice. I'm doing a gig. Actually, I'm doing a gig on Monday night at the oh, Comedy yeah. Cellar. Oh wow! In I've New never York. gigged in America. I've never gigged in America. Oh really? No. I know it's mad, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm only doing a 20 minute slot, but I'm nervous about it. To do, be how often do you do? This might be a bit boring. No, it's fine. Things, but like, how often do you do like 20 minute slots now? Very rarely. I thought it would be because you must um, just be doing tour shows all the time. So you do your full tour shows, and obviously in your tour shows you got. Well, actually, the the key is not the the t- length of time, and this is going to sound so. If this gets taken out of context, then it's going to sound so pig headed. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, It's been a very long time since I performed to an audience who didn't already know who I was. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound okay. I totally get that. So that's the thing I'm nervous about because, you know, on my tour show, obviously, people have paid literally to see me. Even in a comedy club, generally, people have got a good sense of who's doing all right at comedy and and know people. This is like... Who's this guy? And why does he sound like somebody from Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's be, and why does he look like someone from Game of Thrones? Why does he also look like someone? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really know. Like, I, I'm like, how do I introduce myself? It's been so long since I'm like, hello, I'm Jason. Say, hello, I'm Jason Manford, and you should know who I am. <laughs> the, also, the Americans also do this thing where when you say you're going to do the gig, they want loads of credits. The Yanks are obsessed with this. It's like right. when I used to do the circuit. You must yeah. have gigged with American comics. Yeah. Yeah. When you're the MC, sometimes, well, most of the time, the American comics say, hey, can you make sure you tell the crowd that I was in an episode of Seinfeld oh, and uh, right, I was it, also yeah. did, uh, uh, I've been on uh, Jimmy Fallon three times, I've done Letterman, like, and they want you to uh, give the credits right. And, and, and I always used to say, mate, Lester Jonglers don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not bothered. If anything, you, you're setting yourself up for a fall. Just yeah. let's... Um, but in the States, they, they, so they messaged me to say, uh, can we just write some of your credits down for the um, website and for the MC? I was like... What did you choose? I know, I was a bit like... Um, but I, in my head, they, I was Are going, they au fait with the Hammersmith Apollo? <laughs> yeah, I was like, live at the Apollo is obviously one. I was just... I was like, eight out of ten cats does count down? Yeah. <laughs> is, that a... is it too long? It's too long a title. Yeah. And then I got to a point where I just thought, maybe I'll just start making them up. Like, he's the host of Britain's Fastest Fish. <laughs> like, yeah. just, I'm just seeing... Just things that sound impressive, yeah. like... Um, uh, he famously, at the age of just 16, won the Golden Golden Show <laughs> yes, that's on what ITV5. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll, uh, when I get back, I'll tell you how it went. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. You have gone from... Uh, just gone right through the roof with your career. It's gone amazing in the last few years. It, uh, like my instinct is to go no. I know because you're British. I know, <laughs> but you um, have. Like obviously, I'm not like su- like superstar famous. Um, 
but I, I can feel the difference between yes. because like, I've been doing comedy for like eight tickets years. are selling now I guess tickets are selling which That's is nice. such a treat yes. yeah so like I've been doing comedy for so many years and this year feels like a completely different yeah. career to mm. everything I've done before everything's changed um, and but, are people finding it interesting when they come into your show because obviously I knew you originally as uh, doing great musical comedy and some really funny songs uh, in your uh, live show yeah. and then you've now become a satirist yeah uh, uh, people sort of coming for satire and finding hang on what's is she singing yeah they are and I have to address that right up the top yes. yeah loads of people who book now for my tour shows have seen me on the mash report so they're expecting like 100% political satire right and obviously no songs yes um, and <laughs> what what they're getting is um you know, some political satire, but mm. more kind of relatable, really, sort yes. of occupational stuff. But that's Plus what I like about your stuff, is because is, sometimes satire can feel a bit uh, sort of one step removed. It can feel quite alien. It's almost like you're you're looking into a, a, another room going, oh, look at this person and this person, and here's some funny things about these people. What I like about yours is that you, you've, you've been able to go, oh, that's that's a subject that's happening in the uh, the paper or the press or whatever yeah. is going on at the moment. Uh, how can I make that feel part of my world? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I try to do. And with my live stuff, I've always, like, the, the politics, like, you know, what you think... Uh, about the world mm. always comes into it like politics comes into everything doesn't it no matter what you're doing yes of course but um, and I do do now I've had to uh, more satire than I've ever done before yes. in my tour shows yeah. I've got to otherwise people have got a refund yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, I, but a lot of it is is much more yeah sort of like day to day stuff that's yes. what I like talking about about you know sort of jobs and kids and relationships and yeah. dating and Sex. Well, it's great. We've got a little clip, actually, of uh, of you talking about uh, climate change. Mm. Now, I I know a lot of people are thinking, perhaps it'll be fun when the world is underwater. It'll be like a jolly family film, like Finding Nemo. Where is he? Where's that little fish gone? Well, due to rising sea temperatures, he's boiled to death. (laughs) So given that we've only got 12 years before it's too late, what's the British government doing? Probably concentrating all its might on this one thing, right? Probably they're all gathered around a giant globe, urgently brainstorming with world leaders and science geniuses and Morgan Freeman on Skype. (laughs) Well, truth is, they are concentrating their efforts on just one thing. They're putting all of their efforts into getting a slightly (laughs) trade deal with our closest trading partner. By the way, guys, if you want to stop uncontrolled immigration, you might want to prevent the Southern Hemisphere from becoming uninhabitable. (laughs) Manford. Absolute Radio. Uh, so when you're writing the stuff for the MASH report, yeah. do you is it you in a room by yourself or do you get a, is there a few of you? I write uh, now. So the process keeps changing, basically. Right. Um, I think we're sort of figuring it out, really, as we go along. Um, but at the moment, it's me in a room with Robin Morgan, who's yes. a fantastic comedy writer. Yeah. And then there's, like, another writing room, which is, like, the MASH writers as well. Yes. And we have slightly different schedules, and then we kind of smush them all together at the okay. end of the week um, and come up with... With a show. As a team, sort of come up with the show, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's gone so well, because for a while, I remember, I've got a production company, for a while they were, they were having these meetings, and they were looking for this show. And I think about six or seven of us went, you know, say, oh, this is an idea for a show. And, uh, but at the same time, 
you know, thank goodness it's not. But at the same time, you always felt like, crikey, is this this thing where we're sort of copying the Americans or is it feel like a bit of a poison chalice to sort of go and get this and take it on? But it's actually, it's totally worked. And I think that as well, the, the news desk bits, you mm. know, the, um, the the really surreal, proper yeah, daily mash bits. Like Ellie Taylor and, and this Kumar, yeah. Yeah, and Steve Allen doing these fake headlines with little sketches. Yeah. Um, all of that feels quite British to me yes. somehow. Um, there's a sort of surreal quality to it that I think is different to the American shows. Yes, I think so too. I know it does It just works. I think the other, the other thing is, if, if, if you don't mind me saying, I think that the fact that they sort of picked comics who weren't already really well known. Yeah. I think that's really helped as well because you don't know where they're coming from. I think with like, whenever I venture into something political, like you already know what my angle is probably going to be. Yeah. Like just from my accent, I guess, and but also just from my previous things that I've talked about, you know. Yeah. Whereas it was nice to go, oh, let's get some people on, you know, and even to get someone like Jeff Norcott, who's, you know, who's comes from sort of a slightly right-wing point of view. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, they really want to make refreshing. it balanced. They've got, they've got Jeff, they're having Finn Taylor in weeks to come, yeah. you know, and the, the fact that half the cast are women yes. as well, and that they're given positions of power to women, and, and that... Really, yeah, if you, and it, we all knew each other, you know. We, that helps. We'd all been doing comedy roughly, well, actually almost exactly the same. Yeah, nobody time. outranks anyone, which is no, good. No, you yeah. know, we're all pals. And I think that shows. We were I think all it excited does. together. Yeah, absolutely it does. It does it, it's really, it's really great show. My favourite and- thing is the left-wing, right-wing bias on the yeah. show. Just this week on Twitter, Andrew Neil was like... This is just left. The Mash Report is just outlandish left wing propaganda, <laughs> and we're there, like you know, sort of like massively um, slagging off Corbyn <laughs> and everything, and talking about and mocking like really left wing liberals and everything yeah. at the same time as criticising the government, yes, and Brexit, and you know, it's it really, and we you know, like you say, we've got Jeff, we've got mm. got right wing commentators, and so, but also, you know, there's not really many anybody funny from the right wing. Genuinely, you know, there isn't, there isn't, there's few of, they're few and far between. I don't know what it is about it, but comedy does seem to come from the sort of left leaning uh, side of things. It's very hard to think of someone right wing who's funny. Yeah. Genuinely, I'm not saying that to sort of goad anybody either. I'm just, I genuinely can't think of anybody. I think. Jim Davidson is that where we're, is that where, I don't know. And I mean, we don't want to go there. <laughs> no, it'd be very difficult. Um, but uh, no, I think it is a really fun show. I think the I think the thing we we sort of forget sometimes as well is that actually most of us are slightly to the left or right of centre. Yeah. And on different issues. I'm left wing about some, slightly to the left on some things. I'm slightly to the right on other things, like totally. depending on what the yeah. subject is. It's the extremes of both sides exactly. that are easy to poke fun at. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly, that's what, that's the, exactly show does well. what the show does well. And I think that's what we all think on it. So this, it, we're in the middle of a run at the moment. Yeah, that's right. So uh, this coming Friday yeah. um, we'll be out and then there's two more weeks after that and then we stop. Great stuff. And I'm sure it'll carry on for seasons to come. Hopefully. Let's hope so. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Rachel Paris is here this morning and she is, uh, uh, well, we're going to chat about her tour, actually, which is called uh, Fun to Pretend. Yeah. Which is one of the phrases you've uh, used on the on the Mash Report. Good spot, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at oh, that stuff like it, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, you've... I mean, I say tour. What are you doing? About eight dates? Crikey, That's Riley. That's the um, second bit of the tour. So okay, I've done, done half the tour. Already. What's the half? I've done I'll 15 be... dates already. And then that's te- the rest of them. You're telling me that's a tour. This is not a tour. <laughs> what I mean, do you do? 280 dates. Yeah, th- I mean, but, but that's, that's mad. <laughs> 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 like, that's insane. 
I mean, I don't even feel like I should. I could call this a tour. This is like, what's this like? Two? No, I'm joking. It's, two, <laughs> it's, it's this is the right way to do it. <laughs> but Crikey, you sold out so many, so many dates. I remember actually when there was a moment where the Master Report kicked off and it went viral, didn't it? It's a couple of those yeah. really brilliantly funny clips the yeah, sexual the, the harassment one, one. Yeah, the sexual harassment one went that's that the most so, viral that was so funny yeah and then obviously it's it's worked the difference is so <laughs> so, 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 so like i had been booking my own little tours yeah and yeah. i mean those are what you wouldn't call a tour so, <laughs> yes. as in like little hundred seaters maybe like 10 10 or 12 dates mm for a tour just enough and i was not selling those out i was getting like maybe no you're doing some proper venues here people. now and now i'm in like sort of amazing you know 400 seaters so um, we're looking at next uh, march and april uh, it's rachel paris it's fun to pretend and we're bromsgrove london nottingham leeds city varieties beautiful theatre theater, yeah. uh, we're monmouth lincoln bath hartford exeter kettering back to london at leicester square theatre and southend palace theatre they've missed out a few there have they <laughs> yeah well this is your agent yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rachel Paris is with me. We recorded the show a couple of days ago, so don't uh, don't text in. But feel free to get in touch on social media. Yeah, feel free. You can uh, speak to Rachel and me. On what, are you just at Rachel Paris? Just at Rachel Paris. Nice and easy. Yeah. Same here at Jason Manford. And uh, Rachel's got loads going on. So she's in the middle of uh, the uh, the Mash Report and uh, as well as a, a tour next year. And you're doing a, and you're doing another show at Christmas as well. I am. Yeah, I'm doing an improv show, a mm-hmm. comedy improv show called There Will Be cake or as it is at Christmas there will be Christmas, Christmas cake. cake I should uh, hope so yeah. and, and is there cake there is literally oh, cake okay, yeah good. everyone in the audience gets a slice I'm sold cake. yeah that's all it takes so is that on in London <laughs> that's on in London at the omnibus in Clapham right um, and that's with uh, so it's like sort of long form improv it's with uh, Marcus Brigstock yep. and uh, Pippa Evans yeah um, very funny she's been on the show and Paul Foxcroft um, who's one of the kings of improv in London um, so the four of us just have take suggestions from the audience and then muck around well, you're, you're amazing at improv though I've seen you know obviously the ostentatious stuff and oh, you know and uh, I love doing it I love uh, it obviously we, I saw you in uh, Murder and Successful yeah which exactly. is great yeah it's such a good show who did you get to play on there you got to play quite a few different yeah I was uh, Lady Gaga that's right yes. I was Sarah Milliken <laughs> <laughs> and, have you seen um, Sarah since playing Tess Sarah Daly. Milliken um, I, do you know what I sent Sarah a message I was like this is such a weird position to be in I'm playing, like, <laughs> yes. I know I was like I mean I know Sarah so yeah. this is it's quite an odd Thing. And then I spent. Um, they didn't audition me for Sarah. They Don't worry me. about it, Rachel. It's fine. <laughs> does she? Does she do? That was my impression of Sarah Milliken. <laughs> it's pretty much as good as mine. Yeah. To be fair. I spent the Christmas holiday trying to learn a South Shields accent because I didn't audition for that role. They just sent it me like before. I remember oh. before the Christmas holiday, they were like, "Can you do Sarah Milliken?" Obviously, I'm an you know I'm an actress. I was like, "Yeah, do whatever you want. No yeah, problem. Does do it pay? Want. I'm in. I'm in." <laughs> and then I was like. Or, all right, okay. <laughs> I'll learn it over the holidays. They were like, yeah, can you learn it? And they were like, can you speak a bit quicker? And I was like, no, if I go quicker, I'll do it wrong. <laughs> I'll only do it slow and pensive. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and Marcus is your partner as well. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Brigstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, oh so, yeah, we're working together. That's I know. That's what I was going to ask you about. Oh, How's that work? It's really nice is to it? be I honest. Bet it is. Yeah, because we've been so because he's on tour. Yes, um, I've seen him dressed British up as a devil. Show. Yeah, exactly. So he's 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 got a, like a really well not compared to you, but like at the moment quite extensive tour. Mm-hmm. So we're both touring and we're not seeing each other very much. So to be honest, right. it's, it's quite nice. Be nice to see each other. Let's do a show Sheep. together. Go for dinner afterwards. Yeah. And, oh, lovely. Well, that's how we. That's how we we met through improv. Okay. Through all different improv projects. Like wow, you've really gone did. into character. Crikey, you went for it, anyway, that scene. Uh, is it one day, not even split up, just and scene? Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. So how we say goodnight. Uh, and exit through the right wing. Um. <laughs> so how long have you been together? Uh, just like coming up for a year. Crikey, wow. Yeah, because you, you came to my show at the... Uh, the Hammersmith Apollo, didn't yeah, you? And, and Marcus right, came along yeah. afterwards, and uh, I didn't. Re- I'd sort of, you know, for a while, you're like, is that is that a thing? Is that happening? Are <laughs> yeah. they just really good friends? Like Are for they, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wondered what it must be like to go out with a, another comedian. Well, actually, yeah, I think it's it's got like upsides and downsides. Yes. The upside, the, I think, the downsides are just like um, logistics. Logistics, yeah, of course. just not seeing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what is really nice is we do um, we do like run stuff past each other. Yeah. Because um, because we don't just do, we both do um, stand up obviously, but because we, we both do other things, we and both do a little bit. And he's quite satirical as well, isn't he? Does he stuff satire. about yeah. And we both also like he's writing like a radio sitcom mm. at the moment. This is my worry. Yeah. <laughs> You're both out. Yeah. Hand in hand, having a lovely time in the yeah. park. Then all of a sudden. A man punches a pigeon in the face. I don't know, whatever. Something <laughs> happens in front of you that you yeah. go, oh my God, that was hilarious. Yeah. Who does it belong to? <laughs> I think both of us. Okay, so you'd both run we off with that. We just wouldn't have a go at each other for like stealing material. Yes, okay. But I have, I have had moments where I've been writing material and I've thought, was that mine? Did he say, have yes. I remembered that? Because he said it in the yeah. house. That's crossed my mind before. Yeah, that's my that's my worry. I think we just have to, like, force each other to love each other enough not to, not not to, to sue. Each jokes. <laughs> that's the bare minimum in a relationship is don't sue me. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So, Rachel, about two weeks ago, I went to watch uh, Dave Chappelle and John Stewart oh, wow. at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. And uh, I was absolutely knackered. I'd had such a tiring couple of weeks. Relatively, if you're a nurse, don't text in. I get it. The job's harder. <laughs> don't get in touch. <laughs> I get it. For me, yeah. I was tired. <laughs> and uh, so. Essentially, I'd just done a musical, I'd done two weeks of uh, Guys and Dolls yeah. rehearsals, and then we were in the Albert Hall that weekend, and then Sunday morning, you know, radio show and kids and all the different things. Monday night, I had these tickets for uh, John Stewart and Dave Chappelle, and as it happened, my tour manager was the same tour manager, he was tour managing it for him. So he got us sort of those tickets out, and he also sorted us some tickets, like access all area, like backstage, oh, wow. and it was their last night of their wow. big tour, so they were having a huge party, and it was all this, and I went along with John Bishop, who you, who you know, yeah. and as it happens, uh, I bumped into Adam Hills oh, and uh, Ross Noble. Oh, wow. So we're all hanging out. Oh, all I saw her on Instagram. Yes, that's Your right. Picture. There's a little and I was photo. Like, that's funny. They're all. Yeah, it was fun, and Russell Howard was there, but we're all oh, in the nice. sort of same box, all, all judging the Americans. And, uh, <laughs> we, um, and it was a great show, really good fun, really enjoyed it. And we had these tickets for the after show party. And. Uh, Jimmy Carr was doing a little bit on set and he was he sort of helped organise his party afterwards. And I just got to that point where I was like, I am so tired. Yeah. Like, really tired. And it was, like, half ten and 
I could see John was like, like flagging a little bit as well. I was like, should we just, should we go? <laughs> so we, we left, at the, so the gig had finished. We left, we didn't go to the after show party. Yeah. And um, Adam Hills and Ross Noble, who didn't have backstage passes, I'd sort of said, oh, you have you have these. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to this party. <laughs> the next day yeah. on Instagram, I'm seeing pictures of Ross Noble with Madonna. What? The Pussycat Dolls. Oh Sting. Oh, God. Chris Rock. You idiot. All these people were at this after show party. They partied till half four in the morning to the, like lavish food and expensive champagne at an exclusive club in the centre of London. It was like oh. the place to be. Now, a few people have asked me if I suffered from FOMO. Yeah. You know, FOMO. Fear of missing fear out. Fear of missing out, right? And I realised that I've got to an age where I, I suffer JOMO which is the joy of missing out. <laughs> I've got to this point now where I'm like, even though that would have been a, like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, that lying, that getting to bed early and having a lie in the next morning and then no hangover mm. was so worth... <laughs> not meeting <laughs> not Madonna. Not meeting Madonna. <laughs> I think that's... I think that, is that an age thing? You think you get to a point where you're sort of like... I'm when definitely with you. In? Yeah. I'm definitely with you. Like, I think in... In my 20s, in my early 20s, I was definitely, like, really, like, go out and mm. dance, like, all night and everything. And in the last few years, I def I love a night in. Oh. I love a night in. It's, I spend, like, so much time trying to work out how much I can really get away with yes. being, like, a hermit. Yeah. Without losing all friends. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like you spent so many years sneaking out the house to go to a club, and now I sneak out of clubs to go back to my house. <laughs> I like the idea of Jomo, by the way. Jomo, Jomo. Jomo sounds like a new men's clothing label <laughs> yeah. for Jack the Lads. <laughs> Manford. Absolute Radio. So we're chatting this morning about uh, FOMO, uh, which is fear of missing out. Have you ever been in a situation where you've like missed out on something because you said no to it? Or I've, well, I feel like I've had almost the opposite. Which oh right. Is like so, I got invited um, as a total like weird thing uh, to the Brits after party. Oh wow! Years years ago. Yeah yeah yeah. At a point where it made no sense for me to be invited to that. <laughs> right, you've not you know, done much important. What I'd done was I'd started presenting Thronecast. You know the Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. So through that, I got invited to this Brits after party. And I went with um, a couple of other Sky people to this party. Mm. And um, basically, like, I was so excited. I was of course. Like, this is going to be amazing. And I knew that Kylie was going to be there. Oh, wow, um, love Kylie. And I think Sting as well. Yeah, like, like Sting super, loves a party. Super famous people. Yeah. Um, One Direction were going to be there. Mm. I mean, not that I care, but, um, yeah. you know, re like super famous people. And I went... But I suppose because I wasn't like with like good friends. Yes. Um, I was looking round and it was all amazing. There was certainly, you know, there was free champagne, which is nice. But I mean, you don't really just want to get drunk by yourself in the corner. No. Not every night. No, and, <laughs> not again. You know, I was all dressed up. I was like, this is weird. Like, yes. this is the kind of party that you wouldn't want to miss out on if you heard about it. You know, you've got mm. all these amazing like decorations, a live performance by Kylie Minogue and everything. But I was like... This isn't actually that fun. It's <laughs> yes. not actually that there's, fun. I mean, there's nobody listening going, yeah, I can imagine that. But I, <laughs> but I, do, I do know what you mean. Well, I just ended up wandering yeah. around by myself. Like, the people I went with ended up, I mean, I probably can't say this, let's say having a special 
drink <laughs> in <that>. the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't really doing any of that. So I just wandered around like by myself, looking yeah. at all the people thinking, oh, I think I half recognise you off Made in Chelsea. Um, well, that's the other thing. It's who else is going. I had a, a, a terrible time at the National Television Awards one year where I'd been invited by ITV. I was in their fancy box. And I'm, uh, funny enough, I was with Ross Noble. And we were both having a... a and that was good, because we were... Can at, I just say, the way that you keep mentioning Ross Noble makes it sound as though you're having an affair with Ross Noble <laughs> and you don't want anyone to know about it. Funnily enough, as it happens, by total as coincidence, happens, Ross was, Noble was there again. He was again. also there. Again. <laughs> He was just, and he talks a little bit like that. Uh, but I had to spend a long time learning that accent. Um, he uh, he just happened to be there, Rachel. There was nothing weird about it. He, just, he was just there, you know, and we left together. Sure, but sure. I'm not asking any questions. We left together, but not to, sure. together. Anyway. Yeah. We're, ch- we're chatting. And he said, oh, it's weird when you're at these things with, with like, properly famous people, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it is, because it is, you do feel like there's, like, an order of people yeah. and you are sort of quite far down the yeah, yeah. pecking order of really famous people. And then at one point, these these young women, sort of, you know, sort of between 17 and 23, were, at, were in their sort of normal seats down there, and they were going, Jason, Jason. And Ross was looking at me like, oh, maybe... Maybe you are one of the famous people. These oh, look at all these attractive uh, girls here, all, all, ch- all shouting, shouting you. I was like, yeah, that's no, not. I just, I was trying to ignore it, trying to ignore yeah. it. And they were like, Jason, Jason. But in the end, I started to. I was like, oh, maybe they, maybe they are. So yeah. like, Jason, please come here, please, Jason, come here. And I was like, I started to, my head started to get a little yeah. bit bigger, you know. And I was had a little wander over, like sort of. All right, ladies, how can I help you? One of them went, get Peter Andre. I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Rachel Paris is here uh, in the middle of a run for uh, the MASH Report every uh, Friday evening on the old telly box. That's right. Lovely stuff. On, uh, is it BBC, has it gone to BBC One yet? Is it still on no, BBC, BBC two? two? It couldn't be on BBC One. No, it has to be BBC Two, doesn't it? Yeah, it's quite sweary and um, yeah. has some political leaning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, quite right. Uh, Becky Moss on uh, Facebook, she said, we're talking about uh, fear of missing out. She said, I missed out once. I was asked uh, if I'd be willing to get on a boat in winter. I don't. That's a random thing to be asked. <laughs> would you? Would you get to go on a boat in winter? It sounds poetic. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And then I boarded a boat in winter. <laughs> yes, yeah, not summer though. No. Uh, boat in winter. She has a fear of boats. Right. Oh, uh, Becky Moss. Fobo. So, she's got Fobo. <laughs> fear of boating out. <laughs> yes, that's her. <laughs> So she said no. Uh, turns out it was going to see a Gary Barlow little small New Year's Eve gig that oh, he did, and no. she's a huge fan. Oh, no. Heartbroken. Oh, I can't believe be you didn't gutted. make it to me gig, Becky. Absolutely <laughs> gutted. She was. Uh, do you know Gary Barlow? I do know Gary Barlow, I love, yeah. I love Gary Barlow. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a lovely songs. man. I love his songs. I love his songs. What's it about Gary Barlow songs? I mean... I've got to tell you, we don't play Gary Barlow on absolutely, <laughs> but I do like Gary Barlow. I just think, like, they're—I think they're just beautifully written. Like, yeah, he's just, very talented. They're just musically isn't he? very, very good, and always got like a really nice sort of emotion to them. Yeah. Have you seen his musical yet, The uh, Girls? No, haven't you? It's fantastic. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I hosted the Olivier's, that was the opening song. It was wonderful. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's fantastic. In fact, oh, I don't know if I can say this yet. Um, probably can't, but I've written a Christmas song that Gary Barlow has sung. <gasps> wow. I know. I'll, t- I'll have to tell you more about that in a few weeks' time because I've not properly released that information yet. But, uh, yeah, he sung exciting. a song that I actually wrote. That's amazing. I like the way next happened. to it you could reverse the roles. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, next year. Let's do that. Uh, fear of missing out. Uh, Kim Deville says, my boyfriend asked me to marry him. I turned him down as we'd not been going out for that long and he stormed off. Uh, next day, I got asked out by another fella who I eventually married. We've been together for 37 years. Oh. It's quite a nice. That's a nice version of that's really fear nice. of missing out. Uh, Helen Dennis says, I went to a stereophonics gig a few years back with my husband. Afterwards, we decided to go straight up to the room and make the most of a child-free weekend. Yeah. Which sounds sexy, but yeah. they just mean go to sleep. Oh. I know exactly what they mean. They're not like, hey, baby, should we head up and have a bit of... They're just like, oh, my God, look how big that bed is with no yeah, kids in like, it. They're like, hey, baby, have you brought my travel pillow? Yes. Have you brought both the heads for our electric toothbrush or should we just share the one thing? <laughs> uh, instead of having a drink in the bar, uh, which, we would, which we were invited to do, next morning at breakfast, everyone was buzzing and talking about Kelly Jones and the rest of the band in the hotel bar oh. that night. Oh. You would be gutted, wouldn't you? Yeah. That would be pretty heartbreaking. Who's the most famous person you've met so far on your uh, meteoric rise? Oh, I went to the um, BAFTAs mm. uh, this year and um, I'm <laughs> for, for me, mm. like the, the best thing meeting them was the two stars of Outlander. <laughs> Do you watch out? No, I've not seen that show. Oh my god! Oh no, is it's it good? Amazing! It's what? about a woman who travels back in time and falls in love with a Scottish. Oh lord. yes, I've seen the clips of that. Yes, absolutely incredible. So I met them and I was totally geeked out at them. <laughs> I was like, "Hello, it's you!" I just went up to them and I went, "It's you!" Wow, I bet they love that. And they're both like, over, they're both like so tall, both of them. Anyway, sorry, just going off on one. Um, but I met. Um, I met um, Hayley Atwell. Oh, yes. Uh, which was really nice. And um, I didn't really meet Mo Farah. Mo Farah was next to me, but I didn't really meet him. Right. But you stood did, next did to Mo Farah. stood next to Mo Farah and Jolie Richardson. Wow. Um, Big time. But there were, there were lots and lots of... Oh. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Martin... Well, they're not really... <laughs> like Martin Freeman. Okay, of, yeah. You know, people like that. People who I love. But yeah. Like, they're famous. They're famous. But I haven't yet met anyone like, you know... Beyonce. Uber, yeah, Why yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I've not met no. Beyonce. Crikey. I don't know what I've seen. Beyonce. Trust me, if I'd have met Beyonce, you'd have heard about it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have milked that. <laughs> So we're talking this morning about uh, about missing out on things. Like if you've if you've turned something down, and then eventually it turns out that you uh, you could have met someone amazing or ended up doing something great. Uh, Siobhan says uh, one of the nurses that she worked with at uh, the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham once told me how she kept saying no to this lad who kept asking her out. Uh, she said, "No, I'm not interested. I'm not into all that." Uh, his name was Frank Lampard. Oh, she could have been. Mrs. Lampard. There is a Mrs. Lampard now, of course. She could have imagined what 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 a world. (laughs) He's not a footballer anymore, is he? To be fair, but I know what you mean. Oh, I I definitely don't know. He's not. No. Oh, he's married to Christine. Christine, uh, yeah, yeah. Lampard, obviously. So, and she's very much not a wag. She's not a wag. No, not not a traditional. Not a traditional wag. She's she's a she's a, a woman in her own right. I sort of wish, in a way, there was a a sort of male equivalent of the wag. Yeah. In a way, I sort of sometimes think, oh, that'd be a that'd be a nice life. What would like What would like the job be? She would have to be, I don't know, model or uh, what could she be? She yeah. could be um, politician. Politician would be quite that'd be quite yeah. good. Yeah. If you were a politician's husband, but so, then there's not a lot of money in it, is it? Politics, unless you're like dodgy. So it'd be husband and boyfriend hab. Hab, yeah. Or bah. <laughs> I'm a hab. I'm a hab. <laughs> yeah, I'd quite like that. 
and they're just sort of. But again, like, in twenty years' time, women's football's going well. It could be very much that women's football's going amazing. When yeah. women's football gets the recognition it deserves, then yeah. there'll be Habs. Yeah, there will be Habs, and they'll still have massive hair extensions. <laughs> well, that's why we, we go and watch Manchester City uh, women's team because my daughters are into the football. But obviously, when you go, I sort of didn't notice to be honest. And why would I? Because I'm just a bloke. But I went. We watching the the regular game on a Saturday with my daughters, and they were sort of half interested, but. Yeah. There is a difference anyway because they are just these, you know, multimillionaire boys running around the, the pitch. Yeah, it's more of a like, like a money status yes. thing, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, obviously, like, the women in football are doing incredible things in terms mm. of actual sport, yes. which is what it should be about. Yeah. But it's just, they're, they're not getting this insane amount of money. No. So we went and watched, so we, because the season ticket we get, it means that you get to watch the women's game uh, on, a, on a Sunday. And it's lovely. It's genuine. I know it sounds patronising, but genuinely, there's like 2,000 people there. So it's not as crazy and busy. So yeah. especially with kids, it's a really good fun day out. But also, there's no segregation of fans yeah. because they trust us not to stab each other in the face because we've got a different T-shirt on. Uh, and they're almost like a bit more encouraging. Like the crowd, of, yeah. on a Saturday, there could be a, someone misses a free kit. They're like, why don't you just die? And like on a Sunday, they're a bit more like, don't worry about it, just have another go. Like they're a bit more supportive and and, and my daughter's absolutely, and my, my son as well, they, uh, they've they really enjoyed it actually. It's been it's been a lot of fun. And I think the thing for, for me, well, for, not for me, for my, my girls, is to, when you flick through the programme and you see what the women look like in the in the programme, some of them obviously just, just, just turned up for a photo, but some of them have gone all out and they're have like, they hair's glam? amazing. Amazing. <laughs> they look amazing. And then they're on the pitch with like, just like slide tackling and mud all up their face. And, and you're like, this doesn't help because I can't recognise. <laughs> yeah, which one? The number of you. <laughs> but it's sort of great, actually, for, for young girls to just see that. Actually, you can do both. Like, you do, like one doesn't, they're not mutually yeah, exclusive, you know what I mean? you're a girl who does both, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of quite fun to, uh, to, to, to watch. I, um, I did have a bit in my set for a while about um, the women's football. I sort of talked about them when the referee sort of gives them a telling off because obviously, again, on a Saturday, there's a lot of arguing with the referee, yeah. whereas on a, on a Sunday, the women's game, they just stop talking to him. Uh, <laughs> which is great. Just... He gets to the end of the game, he wonders what he did wrong. <laughs> there, um, I remember my friend, uh, when I was at school, um, in Leicester had um, one of my best friends Emily was a Leicester City supporter mm. and my other friend Jess was um, a rugby supporter a Tiger supporter and um, <laughs> I remember they was like a bit of a sort of like you know football's better no rugby's better you know yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a bit of a judgmental uh, attitude like between them and I just no, I don't care about sport but, um, what I, about I, musicals guys what about musicals guys let's talk about guys and dogs <laughs> yeah. um, but I do remember like Emily's I think it's Emily or Emily's dad saying the difference between um, rugby and football is in football if something goes wrong the crowd are like oh ref oh ref what the oh what mate ref ref listen and in rugby they're like uh, referee. <laughs> That's basically the difference, yeah. <laughs> referee. Be fair. <laughs> yeah, football, angry, rugby, just disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> this is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good mornings, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Rachel Paris is here, mid-muffin. 
Sorry. That's all right. You tuck in. I'll do so, I'll do a bit more talking. It's absolutely fine. It's a blueberry. It is the yeah, but that's it's still not one of your five a day, just so you know. I think it is. Okay. If you eat enough of it. <laughs> yeah, just eat the blue bits. You'll be fine. Um if you are listening this morning, we're not live, unfortunately. I I'm I've uh, I've gone to New York uh, just for a few days, but uh uh, I am. Uh, I'll be back next week on the show with Steve Edge. Uh, so make sure you uh, you tune in for that. Uh, Rachel Paris is. Uh... Oh, you actually put more cake in after <laughs> I mentioned it. Like not like. Oh, I'll just finish the bit I've got. You're like, no, I'm gonna have some more. You got to take your opportunities in this life. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, yes, quite right. Uh, talking of taking opportunities, there's a story in the paper this morning. These marine pilots. Have you read this? No. Oh, it's great. You're gonna love this. So it was actually happened in October, but it's only just been reported now. Marine pilots. You can imagine the, how professional a marine pilot yeah, is. A California incredible training and discipline, super precise discipline. Yeah. You know, you're up there at that, that those speeds fighting for whatever it is they're fighting for this week. You know, there's a lot going on. Mm. Well, not these ones. They've drawn a massive penis in the sky <laughs> with their aeroplane. <laughs> and b- <laughs> Yes, they've also included included the sacks. To be fair. Yeah. And awfully, I mean, I'm not going to go into so much detail, but the way the plane flies out afterwards is they've essentially continued that trajectory, yeah. if we they've, will. They've, um, they've adhered to, like, the traditional... Fourteen-year-old, um, yeah, fourteen-year-old drawing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, a little artistic experiment. Uh, two Marine Corps pilots uh, were grounded uh, to allow an investigation into the drawing. <laughs> Major Joseph Patterson, a spokesman for the unit, told Marine Corps Times, "I don't know if you get, do you get Marine Corps Times? No, oh, I get it delivered now uh, with yeah, with the with the Daily Mirror." <laughs> Have you got my copy of Marine Corp Times? <laughs> the T-34C crew uh, that is being investigated for flying a pattern resembling an obscene image are currently not flying, depend- pending the results of an ongoing investigation. Can you imagine being at the hearing for that investigation <laughs> and having to try and keep a straight face? And they'll be like, can we see Exhibit A? Yeah, yes. Is this the penis to which you're referring? I mean, I've got to say... On the plus side, it does show how brilliantly proficient these pilots are at flying. I mean, the detail is unbelievable. It's amazing that they're able to do that. Like, that is symmetric. I mean, more symmetrical than most people. It really is. God bless America. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only place that that could have happened. Uh, But they have been, uh, yeah, they have been grounded. Uh, It does certainly take some... Certainly take some... To do that, doesn't it? If you will. (laughs) Thank you very much. I'm here all week. (laughs) Maybe they'll get the sack. There you go. Something about Top Gun. I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to let you do the. uh, Insert your own joke. (laughs) That was almost one as well. Have you seen this uh, story this week? This uh, dad who shoved his son uh, uh, to save a goal in an under eights match. No. It's amazing. Have a watch of this. All right. <laughs> it's phenomenal, isn't so it? So bad. I mean, there's pushy parents, but that is. It's almost like he's using that little boy as like a mitt, like <laughs> yes. like a goalie mitt for like yeah. keeping the ball away. I mean, there's. You know, you're allowed to nudge your kids in the right direction. And I'm not sure you're allowed to throw them at the ball. If you've not seen the video, essentially, the kid's in net. 
the dad actually disturbs him. The dad actually go, he obviously goes, he's on John or whatever a kid's called. A kid's called John? I don't know. He's gone. Uh, he's gone. And the kid's walked over, but then the ball's coming. So the, the dad sort of give him a gentle, like, well, I say gentle, I'm being very, I'm being very kind. You're being yeah. very kind. He gives him a proper shove. He gives shove. him a proper shove. And then he saves, <laughs> he saves the goal. To ball. be fair, moral of the story is, if you push your child, good things happen. Because <laughs> it did save the goal. It did, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you've not been experienced... Um, Kids football. No. Yeah, right. It's it's like a different world. It's not high on my list. No, I can imagine. I can imagine. But, you know, if you have kids at one point or you've got nephews or whatever, yeah. you know, you, you sometimes do turn up on a Sunday to watch these. And it's like you see these parents. The parents are the worst. The kids are actually all right. The kids yeah. are just playing football. Yeah. So these parents have suddenly become experts. Push up, man on. <laughs> Swing round, <laughs> hang a left, <laughs> below away. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> let it go, let it go. I'm trying to live my dreams vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty uh, It was pretty harsh, that, to be honest. Maybe that's what they should start doing in the professional game, just getting the goalkeeper's dad to stand near the goal. <laughs> yeah, give him a little push. Get the ball, get the ball. Matters. Uh, it's Jason Manford, and the uh, the podcast for this show will be up uh, straight afterwards. So if you've missed out, and if you want to listen to any of the other podcasts, you can listen to people uh, like Peter Kay and John Bishop and Sarah Millican and Roger Daltrey, and we've got loads of people. Roger been on Daltrey was Ro- on the actual Roger Daltrey wow. came in, yeah, uh, to the to the show one time two years ago. But I'm still <laughs> clinging on, and you would too. Don't even deny it. Uh, but right now, Rachel Paris is here, and I feel it- like one day I'll be like. Rachel Paris came into this. But today is not that day. No, no, it's not not yet. No, you're, you're very lucky to be here. But... <laughs> We've had Roger Daltrey and now we're slumming it. Not at all, not at all. We feel very lucky to have you. No, your star is very much rising. You are, you're off you go. Crikey, Mash Report and all the different things you're doing. Um, do you think you would uh, ever go over to the States? Do you think that would be something you would do? It depends what you mean by go over to... Like, I'd I don't, like mean, to go on, over I don't mean to Disney World. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't mean holiday. I'd like to go to Florida. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to go over there permanently. No. Um, because you're so... You are... I mean, even though there's that twang of Leicester accent, you are quintessentially English. Yeah. You're very you say English. that as though you don't include Leicester as a part of England. I just mean, you know, there's certain parts of Leicester, you know, same as Manchester, you know what I mean? But you're yeah. very, you know, you've sort of, you've got, you've got more RP, I think, with your yeah. accent, which is lovely. And, uh, and and so I think the Yanks would snap that up. It's talking to you, I get more, <laughs> fur, I get f- further northern, just being in the room <laughs> with someone my, who is northern. I know, I've got to, I've got to drop this accent. <laughs> do you get that? Do you do like, like mimicry? Like I'm a just, total I, chameleon, yeah. yeah. The amount of times, I, like if I, my brothers all talk like, I like me, I was like, oh, like they're proper <laughs> Mancunians, they're yeah. like the, the Gallaghers. And like, I'll come home and I'll be, say, I'll be like, I'll be at my mum's or something. I said, oh, just pass us that, um, that remote control, please. They're like, please? Oh, my God. <laughs> Mate, you, you, what, have you been in London for You've three changed. days? Yeah. <laughs> Coming back up here, talking like Queen. And I genuinely... <laughs> talking like Queen. Talking like Queen. <laughs> I was in, I was in uh, John Lewis, no big deal. Oh, here we um, go. The other day. Clang. Um, <laughs> and shopping for curtain material oh, which yeah. is quite I don't know quite a sort in of middle class thing to do you know yes, shopping for curtain material in the haberdashes of John Lewis um, with my boyfriend who speaks he's got an RP yes he's you know, got like a proper southern, voice as well southern 
voice proper. And I found myself, I was just talking and I was like, what? My voice changed yeah. just being in that situation. So talking to you now, I sound like this, like, you know, yeah. a bit of a Lester Twang or whatever. And I, my voice, I started doing that thing that posh people do with like the creek, like that. And I was like, so the thing is, I'm not sure that the yellow would go with the grey on our walls. You know, it's a so, it's a warm grey. Yes. It's a warm grey. So I'm not sure that mustard is the right thing. And I was like, what is happening to Who me? Am Who am I? <laughs> I think that happens to a lot of people, especially in places like I find it with Leicester. My ex-wife was from Derby. Not a lot of those sort of places. Birmingham's got a very, very strong accent. Yes, Manchester has, Liverpool has, Newcastle has, Glasgow um, has, uh, Bristol has. Like they've got strong accent. Even London, you've got posh London, you've got East London. But those sort of places that haven't. If you said to someone, do a Leicester accent. I mean, it's strong. A lot of my family have got strong yeah. Leicester accents, and it's it's very distinctive, mm. um, like sort of Leicester slash Nottingham. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I can't do proper proper <laughs> yeah, Leicester accent. accent. It's really yeah. hard because it's, it's it's quite weird. Yeah. It's quite hard to predict, and I've got quite a lot of friends in acting who are like, "I can do a Leicester accent." And I'm like, "I bet you can't." Definitely mate. can't. I've never heard anyone say I can do a Leicester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite a specific accent to do. But yeah, no, my voice definitely does change. Uh, depending on who I'm talking to. And I'll, I'll even change words as well. I found myself uh, doing that a few times where I'm, um, you know, where, I'm, where I'll say, I mean, I, I say breakfast, dinner and tea, but if I'm like, when I'm talking to my youngest daughter, who's three, uh, whose mummy's from London and down south, I'll say, I'll say lunch. And, you know, because it's just and confusing. Dinner, yeah. She's staring at me like, what what meal is this? <laughs> what are you, you talking northern about? northern monkey. <laughs> It's going, why are you making a cup of tea for a three-year-old? No, it's not It's not a cup of tea. It's a, That's a brew. I'm talking about... Oh, forget it. I forget it. It's like this gig I'm doing uh, in New York uh, uh, tomorrow. And, uh, well, it's like this gig I'm doing uh, in New York on Monday. In my head, I'm like, what material am I going to use? Because I feel very northern. Even if I do a gig in Bournemouth, I'm like, oh, this is a bit northern. Will they northern. even know, like... I don't know if they. I don't like, think oh, they do. Sounds like a Northern English. Person. No, I think they just know, you know. They'll know uh, you I mean, sound they know a bit places. like Daphne from Fraser. From Fraser, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe that's my route in. <laughs> I'm from north of the wall. I bring news from north of the wall. <laughs> if I just go down that route, I'd be a bit, be a bit, uh, be a bit Game of Thrones ish. <laughs> They're all sort of Northumberland, and yeah. there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? They Those are. sort of they accents. All do that accent, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so even already, I know I've got this routine about. Um, a, a, a baby having a dummy, but I know that's like a pacifier over there. Oh yeah, not and it's dummy. like, do you change the word? Because then they might be like, why is he saying? Why is he saying pacifier? pacifier? That's not his word. Like we know they say dummy. Yeah, I know. And then you feel like you patch. Oh god. It's like... Anyway, so I've only got to do ten minutes. <laughs> Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're not live this morning, uh, just because we've got Rachel Paris in, and she can be a bit sweary, what, and offensive. It's like no. so we don't we don't normally pre-record shows just for that reason, but she can be quite <laughs> offensive and uh, I mean just awful, really. Some oh, just, of the stuff, just some a of dreadful the, person. Some of the stuff she says, honestly. <laughs> and, and we've had Frankie Ball and Jim Jeffries live, so you can imagine what. <laughs> Not at all. She's delightful. Uh, very funny. I saw her for the first time in 2013 playing Edinburgh uh, Free Show. 
and uh, she's gone on now to to be the star of uh, the Mash Report and her own touring show as well. If you uh, fancy going to see that at some point, uh, it's uh, it's fun to pretend all over the place uh, at the moment. And you've got a website. I've got a website. It's rachelparis.com. Nice. No messing around there. Yeah. And, uh, and and when you go to see Rachel live, of course you will be doing the stuff, the satire and the bits and bobs that she sort of fancy, thinks is funny from the world. Yep. But she's also got a, another gift. Is it swearing? Which is... Um, <laughs> there will be some swearing, I'm sure. Um, but... Uh, it was songwriting, so yeah. some very funny songs. Yeah, that sort of takes people by surprise a little bit. Yeah, which is so, yeah, weird. I have to say, because obviously they see like the piano or keyboard like on stage when they yes. walk in. So I have to sort of address that at the top of each show and be like, I'm sure you're thinking that fame has gone to her head. Is she going <laughs> to try and do some sort of ill-advised karaoke stint oh, no, or something? Don't do and I'm that. like, no, this is These happening These people on just releasing albums willy-nilly, <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. Is she going to do a Nick Knowles on us? <laughs> That's what I'm called. Yeah, let's call it a Nick Knowles. Good idea. Um, I'd seen you do lots of um, lots of very funny songs. Uh, one of my favourites is the the song about going to the gym. Oh yeah, I like that one. This is very funny. This is about all those smug people who uh, can't help but tell you when they've been to a gym. Had, uh, we've had a couple of um, the guys and girls from the Mash Report come oh, yeah. on the show. Uh, Ellie Taylor. Oh, lovely Ellie Taylor. She's fantastic. She's about to pop. She is, yeah. She have a she's, baby. Uh, she have a baby, just so... Just yes, to, sorry, to, be, <laughs> just to, to be clear. Not a massive fart or anything. Yes, no, no. I mean, although, although we don't know. Yeah. Um, she is um, fant- so very funny. I've worked with Ellie um, a few times. In fact, one of her first TV jobs was uh, a show that we did together uh, for ITV, a sort of competition for, yeah. for, new, uh, for new comics. And... Uh, and she was great. She was great even then. I knew she was going to go on to big things. But I love following her Instagram. Oh, my God. She's so funny on Instagram. She's got... She's got. Some people are really good at social media. Yeah, she's, she's so good. brilliant at it. She just thinks of, like, funny little things to say she's, and film. Yeah. And I, I, I've tried and I've been like, I don't... I can't see an ang- a funny angle on me having a cup of tea. No, she's great. But she can find yes. a funny angle on that. What I like is currently she's doing... Because if you don't know Ellie Taylor, but she's... I mean... All the other things she's got going for her, being funny and clever and all that. But she's, she's also gorgeous. She's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I think she used to be a model, didn't she? Yeah, she's she, a model. she did modelling, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and, of course, and, and it's really nice that she would do this, but she occasionally posts pictures of what she really looks like, like when yeah, she's like, not on TV or the no red carpet. no makeup on, first thing in the morning. No makeup, first thing in the morning, hair a bit messy. Look, this is what I... Re- 
And yet, she still looks at She's still in the top 10% of people. Bloody gorgeous. <laughs> it's so, it's like, nice try. Yeah. Nice try, sunshine. You still look like a model. You're absolutely <laughs> radiant. Yes. You look like, like everyone else in the morning looks like ill, frankly. Your face just doesn't <laughs> yes. make any sense. And yeah. her, she looks like she just had a facial in a spa. <laughs> she just looks pure. Um, it's not fair. Is that not how you look first thing, Rachel? I look so bad first thing with no makeup. That's what I never ever. I mean, I wouldn't get recognised anyway. I'm not very famous, but like, if I I never get recognised because I look completely different. So like, when oh, we do yeah, the mash report, you have this full face of makeup. They curl my hair. My hair's just like slack. Yes. Um, in real life, and they. <sighs> They also, because my, my skin is the colour of, like, paper, uh, <laughs> it's so pale that they put... Um, th- the point just before going on, there's two makeup artists on their knees with um, self... Uh, with fake tan rubbing right. it up and down my legs. <laughs> well, I just stand there. We'll do people make my le- legs look the colour of a normal human being. <laughs> and she's just there, just, like, naturally just stunning. Just like, she has hair and makeup done, but yeah. it doesn't make her look that different to how she looked before. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just always looks like the after picture in a before and after. <laughs> yeah. I quite that's one of the things I quite enjoy about telly is a bit of makeup, I've got to say. Oh I, yeah. I'm wait I'm I'm glad it's sort of I'm waiting for the point where it actually does fully become socially acceptable for blokes to just fully go for it. I still find it weird that division. I know. Like, it, it's it's quite it seems quite But it's arbitrary. still very much there. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. Because sometimes I'll do, if I do a show in the day, like, um, you know, a Loose Women or a This Morning or a Lorraine or whatever, and you've gone on to plug your tour, um, and they do the full makeup. But then yeah. you're finished at 12. And, uh, you know, if you get out of the This Morning studio, and, you, and, and they always say to me, and I'm often heading back north, and they'll often say to me, uh, the makeup girl, they'll say, do you want, do you want some wet wipes to uh, take the makeup off? I say, no. <laughs> I look amazing. I want to look fabulous on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Rachel Paris has been my lovely guest. Thank you for having me. Um, absolutely. It's been a treat. Thanks so much for coming in. Uh, you can see her on the MASH reports on uh, Friday nights on BBC Two. Very funny show, uh, as well as a tour. And you've got a Christmas show uh, coming up as well. Yeah, I'm doing a Christmas comedy improv show. Mm-hmm. There will be Christmas cake. It's on at the Omnibus in Clapham. Yeah. 18th to the 23rd of December. So that's right. with like Marcus Briggs Dock, as yeah. mentioned earlier, and Pippa Evans. And people just shout out stuff. People just shout out stuff, and then we just make stuff up as we go along. Whose line is anyway? Crikey. I don't know how you do that. I must, I, I, do you know what? I've, I was only talking about this yesterday um, because I said I'd love to start doing some improv shows because I never get invited to do them. And yeah. I think, well, I do this every night on stage, although yeah. I've got my material. Yeah. The stuff you're doing with the audience is always the exciting bit yeah. after you've been doing the tour for a while. Oh, totally. That's the bit that gets your heart racing. Isn't yeah. It, always? And I sort of thought, I'd, I'd like to do that with some... You know, I know like the comedy store players and there's yeah. all the different people who do them. So, yeah, I must try and get into that sort of Give it a go. Like, Quite it like takes a idea. bit of practice to yes. get into, like, how you keep the ideas coming and, and working in a team. Yes, that's is, it. It's the key thing, because you all, because everyone who does it, you know... Has do, got... do Shakespeare in a dog's home. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then off you go. It's something about working in a team about, like... For stand-ups coming into improv, yes, you're used to carrying the room, and you you can't carry the room on your own. You have to actually the hardest thing that I found doing improv yeah. is actually shutting up, and yes, letting other people's ideas 
Yeah, you that's know, not going to work for, for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then you come in and you take their idea and you yeah. develop it further. And oh, like crikey, it sounds it hard together. work. That sounds like a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm work, I work well as a team and also by myself. Uh, so you can follow Rachel Paris on uh, on Twitter and Instagram and all the other usual places and her website. Get all the tour dates at rachelparis.com. Uh, and the cake show is what date? The 18th to the 23rd of December. Look at that, lovely and all Christmas Christmas. And a Christmas uh, theme to it as well. It'll be very nice. Uh, this week for me, crikey, where am I? Uh, I'm New Brighton, Carlisle, Middlesbrough. They're uh, they're pretty much sold out. Then I'm Doncaster Dome, which is very much not sold out. So I do feel like you can come along to that. And next week, uh, Wickham, Leicester. Hey, to where Montford, are you playing? To Montford Hall. To Montford Hall, which is very nice. Uh, and then Derby Arena. They've got an arena now. Crikey, look at that. What's that? Everyone's got an arena now. They're all over the bloody place, aren't they? Crikey, 5,000 seats at the Derby Arena. Who knew? Whoa. Who knew? So, yeah, there's tickets left for that as well. Uh, You can follow all that at jasonmanford.com. Have a lovely week on Absolute Radio. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.